0: Uh, How's everybody doing? Good to see everybody. Um, Just so that you know, um, every single one of us pastors on staff would have lost the bet this weekend, and the bet was this, is anybody going to come to church? I mean, it's 60 degrees out there, guys. Do you know how wonderfully nice it is right now? And you guys are all in here. You must really, really love Jesus. Amen. I love that. Well, I know you've never, ever heard this at Shine Church, but we're going to do things a little differently this morning. Um, and so we uh, we actually did this last year for Palm Sunday weekend, and we just felt like the life of God was in it so richly that we wanted to do it again this year. And so what we're going to do is we're going to just have a time of worship. We're going to have some scriptures read. We're going to enter into just giving God all the glory and all the honor that is due His name. And really, I, there's three things that I, I think come to my mind that we can focus on this morning the first one is this just a remembrance of what God did for us and the fact that Jesus returning into or coming back into Jerusalem on that last week can you imagine what he was thinking um, knowing that just in a few short days the brutality of what he was going to go through Um, and the people yet had no idea they didn't have any clue they were just excited about who he was And what was taking place. And so um, we obviously want to take this weekend to celebrate that moment in history. That triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And the people laying the cloaks down and the palm branches down. And shouting out Hosanna in the highest to the King of Kings, right? Um, So we want to remember that. Number two, um, we are actually breaking today our fast and consecration. Believe it or not, it was six, six weeks ago today that Joshua did such an incredible job teaching us about fasting and consecrating our lives to the Lord, focusing on Jesus, and we asked that you would start a 40-day uh, fast and consecration that Wednesday, and I know many of you joined us in that, and today we're breaking it. Amen. Okay. I mean, it was such a great time, and I know that God moved in different ways, and I've heard many different reports of things that uh, people either um, gave up for the Lord or maybe included, brought into their life for these, this extended period of time, which is awesome. Um, and then the third thing is this. Um, as we were worshiping last night, I just really felt, um, I, well, God brought me to uh, Matthew 11:28, 28, where it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Um, and I will give you rest. And so um, I don't know if you practice this or if you've ever done this, but if you're having a difficult time in your life, um, one of the greatest things you can do, I believe, is just put on some worship music and just worship. Um, As the song says, um, when we do that, the things of this world grow strangely dim, as we begin to reflect and and focus on Jesus' face. And the truth is we believe that he is worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. And so we wanna take a weekend and we wanna just give him what is due his name, and just thank him for everything he does, or did and does. Um, You know, here's the teaching team, and actually, I think I have to give Justin credit for this in bringing this up, um, and that is this. Um, Our hearts, with the Seder on Friday, um, this weekend, doing what we're going to do for Palm Sunday weekend, Um, Good Friday, um, did I say Good Friday? The Seder? Good Friday and then Easter. The whole the whole thing is not just to teach you about Easter. I think most of you know about Easter. It's the hope and the heart that you would experience God this this week. That in these eight days from that Friday or nine days from that Friday to that Sunday, from Seder to um, to the final Easter service that we have next week, that in the midst of that, uh, maybe you learn something, but more importantly, that you would have an experience with our living Savior. Amen. Um, and so I'm going to invite the worship team and the first two readers to come on up. And here's here's what we're going to do. We're just going to have a couple readings. We'll do some worship, a little bit more reading, some more worship, and then we got something special at the end that we'll conclude with. Um, But here's what I would like to ask you. Would you just be led by the Holy Spirit during the worship time? If you want to kneel, if you want to sit, if you want to stand, if you want to walk in the back, um, whatever you want to do, feel comfortable to uh, just express your heart to God in whatever way you feel led to. But I grew up Catholic, and so I'm going to throw in a little uh, liturgical spin to this. When I was raised in the Catholic Church, anytime the Word of God was spoken, we stood and so um, when the readers get up, if you, no matter where you're at, um, if you wouldn't mind just standing up just for those readings, because I think it just really honors and brings just the life and the importance of, of the word of God um, to us. And so um, I'm going to ask you to stand and we'll go ahead and get started.
1: Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humbled and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey.
2: All right, Matthew 21, 8 through 11. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road. The others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee.
3: touch the lame He comes to take the shame He comes to prove the Father's love He comes to wash the stains He comes to break the chains He comes to claim us as His own Blessed. take the shame he comes to prove the father's love he comes to wash the stains he comes to break the chains he comes to claim us as his own he comes today even now he comes to touch the lame He comes to take the shame. He comes to prove the Father's love. He comes to wash the stains. He comes to break the chains. He comes to claim us as his own. Sing mm-hmm. ho Shame. He comes to prove the Father with love. He comes to wash the stains. He comes to break the chains. He comes to claim a silence. Psalm 24, 7 through 10, lift up your heads, you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord almighty, He is the king of glory.
4: Luke 19, 37 and 38, out of the Passion Translation. As soon as he got to the bottom of the Mount of Olives, the crowd of his followers shouted with a loud outburst of ecstatic joy over all the mighty wonders of power they had witnessed. They shouted over and over, highest praises to God for the one who comes as king in the name of the Lord. Heaven's peace and glory from the highest realm now comes to us.
3: With the angels we hear heaven singing, we hear heaven singing, and we lift our voices to join in with the song. John. Speak low.
2: Psalm twenty-two, twenty-two through twenty-seven. I will declare your name to my people in the assembly. I will praise you, you who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him. All you descendants of Israel, for he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you.
0: You can go ahead and take a seat for a second. Okay. Um, we originally were going to give time to just do some testimonies of maybe um, what took place during the last 40 days in people's lives. But um, I just really feel like the Lord... Um, wants us to give him opportunity to speak to us. Um, and so, um, if you would be so bold, um, we'll have a couple, um, people with mics. You can just stay in your seat. You don't have to come up here. Um, but is God speaking anything to you that, um, you'd be willing to share? Maybe it's something that's personal to you, or maybe it's something that you just feel like the whole church may need to hear, Um, and so we just want to give the opportunity to, um, as John just read, um, you know, one of the things that, um, that we do as the assembly is we actually share these things that God is doing, and we proclaim them to one another because it begins to bring validity and strength to the word that God has given to us. And so um, is the Lord speaking anything to anyone that uh, you feel like you would like to share? that you feel like the Holy Spirit would want you to share right now.
4: Um, I just feel like um, I've been joining the prayer team on Tuesday nights and um I can't get away from this feeling that the Lord is saying that he is bringing in a harvest that we are literally entering into the last days and that we need to, as the body of Christ, that we need to be the body of Christ. What he set up in acts is, is what we need to be about. And, um, that we're about to see a big harvest and everybody that knows the Lord already needs to be ready to bring somebody else in bring them alongside and um and be a, a disciple or if if you will um but to be a discipler of other people and um get ready to bring a net full in um yeah that's just what he's speaking to me. It's
0: really good. Before you give the mic up, um, would you would would you pray into that?
4: Is that yeah. Holy God, our Father, Lord of the universe, Lord in everything that we see and know, God, you are God. Father, we thank you so much that we have the privilege to praise you, to know you because of the precious blood of your son that you gave, Lord, you gave first. You loved us first. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would would soften our hearts, break our hearts for the people that you want to know, that you want to draw into your kingdom. Lord, let us be ready to speak to anyone who's around us anyone we have influence over or through, Lord. I pray that you would give us your heart and your words for them. And, Lord, that um, you would just show us different ways, Lord, that you want to use us to be compassionate, to be gracious, to serve. Lord, um, even just to speak a kind word to someone we never know, who you have around us lord that you want to draw to yourself and lord i pray that you through your holy spirit would make us keenly aware of souls around us lord of people that you love that you want to draw in and father i pray that you would even point out to each person here and beyond lord in your your big c church lord the body of Christ Lord that we would be about your business Lord we pray that where you say speak a word of faith over this that we will do it immediately Lord where you say there's a healing here that we will pray over that father whatever gift you have given to us let us use those as you have deemed necessary and Lord We pray that you would get all the glory and praise, not one person, only you. Yeshua, you are the one who gave yourself for us. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move through this body, move through us, Lord, and and help us to shine, to be the light of Jesus to everyone around us. I pray in Jesus' name.
5: Um, I had a dream a couple months ago, so if everyone would close their eyes, because this dream has stayed like permanently day to day in my face, and in my dream I had walked outside and quickly I realized I was like back in time, like Bible times, and there was a lot of noise outside, it was hot and it was bright, and I saw this big crowd emerging before me And something in my heart was like, Jesus is in that crowd. And as my spirit, my body, my heart, my mind registered, just the notion that he was there, I began to just well up in emotion. Like I could just feel the tears coming to the surface. And all of a sudden, people in the crowd started turning around to me. And they were like, why is she so emotional? Why is she so upset? A little too much. And I just started hearing these comments of mockery and misunderstanding. And I felt the tension of two choices before me. And one was, well, I can either stuff it all back in for my own comfort, for their comfort, and I can just hold it all in, or I can let it all out. Like I can fall to my face and my knees before the Lord and weep. Because there was something in me that was like, I have to praise. Like I have to praise him. I know he's there. So that's what I did in my dream. I fell to my face and I wept. Like snot in my hair. And I wept before the Lord.
6: And I believe there's an invitation. (laughs) That Jesus says. I'm asking for your dignity. Like I'm asking you for you to be undignified. That you would just lay out before me. You would give it all. So in my dream, I was doing that and just weeping before the Lord. And then all of a sudden it was quiet, just silent. And I looked up and there he was. And he bent down and he whispered in my ear, he said, In this you saw me, and in this, they saw me. And I believe there's an invitation to just give up our dignity and our comforts and to just weep before the Lord.
7: Okay, this is where this is kind of a participatory words. I'm going to need your help with this. Um, I mean, there's always people that are having troubles and having to deal with stuff. And the Bible says, stand, having done all else, stand. Well, we're given, this is a weird sword. We're given the word as a sword. And this is how most people stand. And someone here needs to kind of hear this. Go ahead and give me a shove. A shove. <laughs> yeah, give me a shove. So we stand and go, Well, what's going on, Lord? What's going on? I'm standing and this happens again. And you have this on you the whole time. And what should happen is you should be wielding this so when something starts to come to shove you, you use the word on them <laughs> or on whatever it is. <laughs> and it's, word's not to be used passively when we're in trouble. Standing is one of the hardest things to do because you can't run away. But if you don't stand with the word and use it as the two-edged sword that it was given you, you're going to have a lot of difficulty standing against whatever trouble you're dealing with right now. So whoever's dealing with that, I encourage you to find the passages in the Word and use them as a weapon while you're standing and dealing with whatever you're dealing with. I've had to do that in the past, and it makes a huge difference. That's good.
8: Um, For me, when we were singing Hosanna, I get a cool picture in my mind of thousands of people, you know, saying Hosanna, laying their coats, laying things down for Christ. Uh, And then it's weird because you look forward a few days and those are the same people, you know, shouting crucify him. That's what I think of. And it's like, man, they don't have the advantage that we have of seeing that he was crucified, that he died for us, and that he rose again, and he is worthy of it all. And in that moment, they might not have quite known that. Yet, how often are we in our lives singing Hosanna here at church and then leaving and doing something that's just blatantly against what God wants us to do? Um, So I think Josh Kagan said it when we were in Israel. He said, is the life you're living worth Christ dying for? And that's something that's just stuck with me big time. And then we talk about being set apart for the Lord. And I think it's so easy for us to just fall into this uh, life that we're living and, you know, that we're just not set apart for the Lord. We're not living in a way that that honors him, that was worth him dying for and not in a shame or guilt filled way, but just we let so many little things creep in that just... uh, you know, mess with our relationship with the Lord. I, I heard a quote the other day. I swear, it's the Lord's just been hammering me with things like this. But till till sin be bitter, Christ will not be sweet. And I just think of how many things we just let creep into our lives on a day to day basis that we're just we're just cool with for a little bit, you know, or whatever it is that's just tainting our relationship with the Lord slowly and slowly. Whereas, you know, Christ wants us to be set apart from everybody and. Uh, we, we have the advantage of seeing what he did, that he is worthy of it all. We know that. And are we living our lives like he's worthy of it all? So that's just what's been hitting me hard lately.
0: Can you pray? Uh, yeah, for sure. Not about that?
8: Dear Lord, thank you for your stay. Thank you for uh, bringing us here uh, and allowing us to worship, uh, Lord, in see and remember, Lord, that you are worthy of it all. You're worthy of all our praise. You're worthy of our life. You're worthy of every single thing we have. And that doesn't sum up to anything, Lord, Um, yet you're worthy of that. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to uh, remember, Lord, the sacrifice that you made for us, the, the power you give us over sin in our life, Lord. That's not something we're doing on our own. It's not something that we're Um, just trying to fight against on our own. We're using the sword of the spirit, Lord, and the power that you've given us, Lord, um, to be sanctified and to grow closer to you and be more like you. And Mm -hmm. let us not just Mm -hmm. stand and slowly walk into the sin of the world, Lord, and live uh, in such a way that is not set apart, Lord. Uh, Give us us the power, Lord, to live a life that is set apart, Lord, for you, um, that brings honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name I pray.
0: Anybody else? Yep, yeah. over there.
9: It's interesting because that was like the, the last couple with the being in the crowd and being undignified. I don't know who was speaking with that. And then with what Ben was just saying, it was the exact same thing that God was speaking to me. And in John 12, when it tells the story of the Passover Sunday, it talks about many in the crowd. It says, many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead. And they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. And I just feel like um, just what the Lord was showing me is when when we're just um, captivated by Jesus and when we're praising him because of our experience of who he is um, and who we know him to be, um, like death and darkness and the enemy can't come against the plan of God. And when we, I mean, yeah, when we get caught up in everything else going on and we forget about these experiences that are truth about who he is, that's where, um, yeah, that's where our praise stops and that's where the enemy starts to have a foothold on things. And so, um, yeah, I just felt like what the Lord was speaking to me is, you know, to get to know Jesus in the way that we know who he is, not to get to know him. Um, just by what is said on a Sunday, but just, you know, what is the character of God? What is the character of Christ? Who is he really? Um, what is the truth behind who he is? Because our experiences are always going to be different based on our circumstances of life. But um, if we know the character of who he is and who he, and he is who he says he's, he is, he does what he says he's going to do, and we know that, um, then our praise doesn't have to stop when our
0: circumstances change. Will you pray that over us?
9: Father God, just thank you so much for hmm, just that image of you coming into Jerusalem and all of your people just throwing their garments on the floor because they're so captivated by who you are. And they know you are the King of Kings. They know that as you ride on a donkey and as they're not even sure that they're fulfilling a prophecy, God, um, they, they know who you are. God, and those same people, like Ben was saying a week later, just got so caught up in what was going on around them, Lord, that they were swayed in the exact opposite direction, God. And I just want to pray over, over shine over each person in this room, God, that whatever circumstances are happening in our lives, that we may remember who you are, that you are faithful that you are king and that we are your kids and that in that you have given us the priesthood, you have given us royalty status, you have given us power and glory that we don't deserve, that you are truth, that you are grace, that you are love, abundant, undeserved love, God. And just like... Um, whoever else it was that was talking about this, God, we, you made yourself undignified so that we could be lifted up, God. So can we give up that same thing for you, God? I just pray over shine, Lord, that no matter what our circumstances are, that we are able, that your Holy Spirit just moves in our hearts to be able to declare and remember and declare who you are. And that that is the focus of our praise, God, not what you've done, in the circumstances of our lives, God, but who you are. So we love you, and we praise you, God, and I just pray that you bind that to each one of us as we leave today. your name we pray.
0: Amen. Go
10: ahead. I just uh, heard the Lord speaking a very similar thing. What to what my friend just said, specifically in the story of Lazarus, because uh, just before the triumphal entry, uh, Jesus headed back to Bethany into Jerusalem uh, to to resurrect his friend Lazarus. And I heard this verse, um, John eleven eleven, where Jesus said, "Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up." And I heard a charge from the Lord. Uh, to our church, um, saying, Will you follow me? Because there's a lot of people out there who are sleeping and who are dead. And Jesus' whole mission is to bring life, is to bring life and resurrection life and resurrection power. And right after Jesus said this, uh, his friends, his own disciples, Thomas said, All right, let us go with him so that we may die also. <laughs> Uh, because they knew going to Jerusalem was going to cost them their lives. Uh, But Lazarus was worth it. Is Lazarus worth it? We've got brothers, we've got people who have died, who have fallen away, who are dead in their trespasses and sins. And the Lord is asking us, is he worth it? Even if it costs you your life, if it costs you your dignity, if it costs you your pride, if it costs you your job, is Lazarus worth it? Father, we want to, we want to not only follow your son Jesus, who showed us the way, the truth, and the life because he was the way, the truth, and the life. we know that we have that resurrection power inside of us by his spirit because the resurrection has already taken place and we've been given all dominion and authority and power to go and seek and save those who are lost to go bring resurrection power to those who have died who have fallen away and so lord i pray by your grace and through the faith that you gift us uh, would you compel us by your spirit no matter what it costs to go find Lazarus and wake him up and wake him up spiritually and to and to prophesy over him that he will rise from the grave of wherever his sins have taken him wherever his disease and death have taken him uh, lord would you call us back to our brothers and our friends who have wandered from you yes. would you call back uh, even your church people who have wandered far away from you And would you revive this city and this state and this nation once again, Lord? And we say, by faith, Lord, here am I, send me. We'll go with you, Lord, whatever it costs, for the glory and the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
1: So during the consecration time, um, I got so convicted about so many things, but the one thing that the Lord has been highlighting upon me is that, um, yes, the time, time is short. We never know when Jesus is coming back and we have to be ready, but also that he loves everyone, not just the people in the body of Christ, but the lost and they're all around us. Um, and I have a whole family that I have a list of that I pray for, for their salvation. And, um, it's a long list, but I kind of started stopped praying for him for a while. And then, um, he started talking to me about people at my job and people in my neighborhood and my neighbors that are not nice. Um, they're not good. It's hard to deal with them. Okay. <laughs> Put it that way. And, um, and how much he loves them just as much as he loves me. And then, um, in the middle of it, I think it was sometime in February, maybe March, I found a, uh, Uh, It's like a a track from Charles Finney called Breaking Up the Fallow Ground. And it's all these things that I just, I don't know why I never even thought of them. It's like, is your heart cold towards people that aren't saved? Do you care about the unsaved? Do you care about your neighbors? Do you care about your family members who aren't walking? And it's kind of like the same theme of what's going on right now in, in our midst. That's why I felt like I needed to share it and um are you coming to the word of the lord just kind of aloof are you studying are you s- transforming letting the holy spirit transform your mind by being in the word and just uh, everything that we do to stay close to the lord from prayer to studying the word to repenting and um and in that in that um There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, okay? I'm not trying to condemn anyone, but in that uh, pamphlet from Charles Finney, um, it says, you produce fruit when when you repent. So when you repent over being cold and not caring for your friends or your neighbors, your family, whoever, your workmates, and not really praying for them and not asking God to help you be a witness, when you repent over not spending time in the word... What do you do to turn it around? And so um, he started leading me down this path like, okay, you're not going to get up and go do all your little chores and get all ready for work and do all your stuff. You're going to get the word, and you can get tea or water or whatever you're going to drink, but you're going to start with me in the word. So, and that was something that I hadn't done for a while. I had tried, but I was always like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then your whole time with the Lord gets taken away. least for me that's what was happening but um, I started doing that and then I would fall asleep because I was reading it you know silently and then the Lord said read it out loud and I was like there's nobody here but you and me (laughs) but I started reading it out loud and it's like the word came alive and I don't know how to explain it other than it was just awesome to read the word out loud even though I was by myself, and um, he started popping things out in the scriptures, and uh, some of it would be really encouraging, some of it would be, like, very convicting, and so um, that's just, I wanted to share that with you, because you can walk with the Lord for a long time, and think you're, you got it together, but you're really, like, cold, or, you know, you're, you're slipping in a way where you don't even know, and um, so that's, kinda of what I wanted to share, just to encourage you to whatever you has whatever you have to do to get in with the Lord and the Word, get in with prayer. Maybe it's making a list of everybody that you know isn't saved in your life. And wouldn't it be awesome if your whole entire family and extended family and and people that you know at your job get get right with Jesus and come to the Lord. That would be just a giant harvest in your own life, but you don't want to see anybody fall fall and not get saved because heaven is real and so is hell. But So I was you know. reading um, uh, stories about some revivals
0: that have happened in the history. Um, and the presence of God was so real. And so it's not something that we stir up on our own. It's something that we invite in. Um, and so I just, I, I want to pray, as you were saying that, I just want to pray about what you're talking about because I think everybody um, that seeks the lord would say hey man i want revival we want to see jesus but then we try to stir it up on our own and what i've been reading about these revivals is that the spirit of god was so i mean one particular one i don't remember exact details but ships were going into a specific portion of the sea and the people on the boat were being convicted by the holy spirit by just going into that area I mean, so, I mean, could Castle Rock be an area where people drive through it and the conviction of the Holy Spirit just, Mm. so Father God, we come to you and we realize that you, um, you gave your life on our behalf so that, um, so that we could spread the good news and all of these things that we are saying about being the light are absolutely true, but Lord, it is nothing without your spirit behind it. And so, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would just begin to convict and um, show yourself real. God, um, may we be a part of uh, a movement of, of you bringing heaven here to earth. And God, may we not try to define it. And Lord, we don't want to direct it. We just want to follow you into it. And so, Lord, open our hearts and our minds to how you want to use us in, the, in that bringing of your spirit into to this city, into this country, um, into this world. And so, Lord, use us. As Joshua prayed, here am I, Lord. Use me. Uh, But, Lord, help us to quickly discern when we're trying to do things on our own um, rather than being led by your Spirit. And so, Lord, we pray for a Spirit that would come in and convict us. Help us as Christians to repent. Sometimes people don't come to you because of how we behave. God, I pray that you would help us to see that and and rectify those things. And then, Lord, I pray that people that don't know you would not judge you because of our behavior, but that they would become very aware of who you are and how you love them. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this. God, I thank you for this church, and I thank you for the wisdom that is in this room, and I thank you for the heart um, to follow you and to go after you. And God, as we just sing this last worship song, God, may we just continue to keep you lifted up before our every, everyday lives. God, may it not just be a weekend experience, but Lord, may we wake up with you on our mind. May we eat lunch with you right beside us. May we have dinner and go to sleep with thoughts about who you are and what you are doing. May we be filled with the Spirit each and every day, not just a one-time experience, but may you fill us every single day, and may we be very aware when we are not full of you. Amen. God, you are worthy of it all. And God, we thank you for these things. We thank you for these things. Hmm. before we go to this last song is there anybody else that's just like I have to say this before we okay right here. go ahead
2: yeah um, Psalm 24 was hitting me super hard super hard uh, when I was praying into it and I really felt like the Lord was just saying he wants to be the king of glory of us. He actually knocks on our personal door and says, you know, this I am the king of glory. The Lord's strong and mighty in battle. I want to come into you. And, and, and so he showed me, he, he brought me to Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him. And that's what he's calling all of us to do tonight. Is to dine with him, have supper with him. And that's that revelation or that's the the, the, the um revival that you were talking yes. about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't do it, we just say, Okay, come in. Yeah. Gosh, Holy Spirit, come. Come.
0: Yeah, it's good. And then Laura I think-
11: to share this, I the Lord's been speaking this to me, but I I think it's a word for this body too, um, as a whole. Just His heart of redemption and restoration. Uh, Isaiah fifty eight eleven and twelve, and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. And you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. And I do believe that that is the the call and the, the revival and the restoration of this body specifically too, to be that restorer of the breach and the foundation for generations. And I see that happening. I see that happening... Um, just in my interactions with with y'all and I don't know all of you but I sense that the Lord is doing that and he has a huge heart for the whole body, but specifically this body as an invitation to step into that and be the forerunner of that. And so I just I just ask that you bring that before the Lord and pray how you can mm. not only, Yourself because we have to be revived first. It talks about the Lord reviving us and restoring us first before we get to go and walk that, live that out. So, Father, we just thank you so much for your heart of redemption and restoration. Um, I thank you for <laughs> the way that you pursue us. Um, God, I pray that you would tune our hearts, align our hearts to the plans and purposes that you have desired for us when you created us, the intentions that you had when you made each of us. Lord, I pray that we would walk in the fullness of that, and I pray that you would raise up this body, Shine Church, to dine with you, to have intimacy with you in a way that reflects your heart, that is restorative in the way that we live our lives. Yes. And I pray that you would draw people to yourself, and I pray that you would, um, Revive, bring revival, Lord, and it starts in each of our hearts, in each of our spirits. Thank you, Jesus, for your redemptive work on the cross. You made a way. You tore the veil. You made it possible. We just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.
0: Uh, Did you? I'll make it quick. (laughs) Okay.
12: Um, I just have a little story of of that kind of like revival and just like reminder of God's love. I work with kids in Colorado Springs, um, and there's um, this little girl in particular who I see a couple times a week, and she's been through a lot of, she's nine, um, and been through a lot of trauma, um, has a lot of emotional issues and trust and that kind of thing, and so... um, I saw her on Friday and, um, she looked at me and she said, Miss Elena, you are my favorite therapist. And I said, why? Um, and she said, you still love me whenever I get mad at you. And she's like nine. She's, you know, she has a lot of, it was, it impacted me a lot because she's, um, she has, um, hasn't really seen love, her parents are, um, aren't are with her, um, and so, and she lives with her um, with another relative who isn't very kind to her. And so um, just re- getting that reminder of um, me loving her as a therapist um, and reminding me that God loves me even when I get really upset with him. And That's it, was, good. it was just a good reminder for this last weekend, Palm Sunday and Easter, and so...
0: Yeah, oh, I just Thank thought you it was sweet. All right, well, we're going to just do one more song. Um, I understand we're going a little long, so if you have to leave, totally, totally get that. Um, but we're going to just do one more song, and then we'll have a closing prayer, and then um, a quick little announcement, and we'll be done. But let's just let's give one more um, time right now just where we just give him all the glory, honor, and praise. Amen.
6: I want to invite you to all stand for uh, one last song to lift up to close this amazing, amazing time together. Yeah.
3: There was a. king of love and given up his life. The darkest day Began to shake, and the veil was torn. What sacrifice you made.
13: Lord, I I just feel this morning as we've read through these scriptures um, that your spirit is in it. And I just sense so powerfully um, the prophet Zechariah. We read the first scripture we read this morning. Behold, your king is coming to you. And if we were there on the east gate of Jerusalem like some of us, That went to Israel this year, and we're looking up the Mount of Olives, and our king is coming down to the Kidron Valley. The emotions that we would be feeling, and the people at that time were a people who knew what it meant to live under the the rule of a Caesar, to rule under the reign of a king, and they were choosing you, Jesus. And a week later, they were going to be yelling, crucify him, but it didn't, even in their weakness, in the the limitation of their of their minds and their hearts, even in their praise, you accepted it, and so Lord, I thank you, Father, when we don't have it all figured out, and our worship is not perfect, that somehow you are glorified by it, and you welcome it, and you say, "Behold, your King." So Lord, I just pray for all of us, as myself and this us as a congregation, that we would. Unlike them who knew what it was like to live under a king, culturally, we we don't understand that concept. But Father, as we step into Holy Week, the week prior to your, your sacrifice and then your resurrection, I pray, Father, that we would enthrone you on the praises from our hearts, Like the song said, you are enthroned on the praises of a thousand generations. Psalm 22 says you are enthroned on the praises of Israel that we would put you in your rightful place as king. So that you could be so much more to us. And so, Father, we just pray for that. We ask for that as we step into this week. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for the scriptures that was read and all the testimonies that were shared of how you are ruling over our hearts. We pray that you would be the king of our hearts and that you would, you would stir in us to chase after the Lazaruses in our lives that need to be woken up, that you would just continue to move, that we would that we see revival by your spirit. But first and foremost, above all else, in the secret place, that you would be the king of our hearts. We dedicate this week to you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.